Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio, episode 25. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. In this episode, Eric teaches the process to enter dreams, bypass the matrix by learning to properly assimilate the dream world you want to enter, and build the psychic connection to garner data or invoke positive emotions and thoughts for loved ones. Then, discover how to use your dreams to slipstream into the Gaia mind or Akashic records. Enjoy! I'm being asked uh, how to start going into someone's dream. Uh, how to develop a, a practice around that. Um, let me start off by saying that there are good things somebody can do and bad things somebody can do. And clearly, no matter what I share, what I reveal, there is always a sense of responsibility in me. Am I giving this to people who are going to use it for the wrong things or for the right things? So my only hope is with sharing this is that you make the right choice of doing good with what I share with you and uh, hopefully not the wrong choices. So without further ado, the, the trick to entering someone else's dream or sh- dream sharing, if you will, it's very complicated. I'm not a new ager. I don't believe in simple kind of fuzzy answers. It's more like a science. And if you follow the process, you the results are usually excellent. So in the shortest context, there's several things you can do. If it's a person's dream you want to enter, then one of the approaches is to basically assimilate that person. What I mean by that, there's a whole course I teach on it in itself, but essentially you want to mentally kind of believe that you are that person. So you might start off by sitting in a chair like I am. And let's say that I wanted to be someone I know, and I know they wear a baseball hat, a white t-shirt, jeans, they walk a certain way and stuff. Everybody has a certain feel. So you want to kind of take that feel into your own body, kind of like an actor would. You, you want to imagine what it'd be like to feel a hat on your head if you're not something you would normally do. You want to imagine that white t-shirt or whatever that person wears. You want to look at the details, the watch that they wear, these things. So you want to imitate in your sense of how that person feels day to day. What are their face gestures? How do they, they kind of react to things? How do you perceive them as a person? And you want to mimic that in yourself as if you were that person. So... By assimilating a person, becoming that person, it's the details. That's really the secret of it. It's the details. So it's one thing to pretend you're somebody. I think most people do sloppy work. They say, okay, I'm that person. I feel like them, yada, yada, yada. That, that's not good enough. That's the difference between amateur, intermediary, and really somebody who gets the job done. And the person who's going to get the job done is going to sit down for a half hour, an hour, and really, really think about that person, the way they walk, the way they move, the way they feel, 
maybe certain smells that they that they feel like when they're around them that that person has particular colognes or, or uh, perfumes that they wear. Um, you've got to get over the fact of whether they're a male or female and trying to absorb that personality in you because it should be a non-issue. Uh, but it's the details. There's maybe they wear a certain kind of jewelry. You need to think about that. You need to, to recall what you know about that particular piece of jewelry, a ring, a watch. Uh, look at it, look at the detail of it. Think of yourself admiring as that person, that person's particular ring, looking at the detail of it, how they would feel about it. It's not about how you feel, which is naturally you're going to go to do. It's being mindful enough to make sure that you're trying to see it through their eyes and relating to it, the value of that ring. Was that ring from someone special? Was that ring something they just liked? What did they share with you about it? The more that you know that person, the higher percentage you're going to have of making what I call the psychic connection. There's a, a web that connects us all. And you want to integrate as much of the personal information as you can, especially current information. If that person maybe just got some really happy news, go through the motion of how that person would, would feel uh, uh, receiving that motion and how they might, how might they may react. The, the trick here is the more that you become that person, you have to understand that there's a grid and we're all part of it. We're all interconnected like Wi-Fi, but it's much more advanced than Wi-Fi. And it is monitoring all of us and we are monitoring everything around us. And it shares data, it shares information constantly. By you becoming this person to some degree confuses, if you will, this giant matrix into believing that you're, you're kind of both the same person. And it allows for you to, to kind of merge, if you will, or share information for blips and pieces, because it's, it's very difficult. The higher the skill level, the longer amount of information that's shared that you're able to, to garner from the situation. So the more that you can create your state of mind to, to do this, the better. Now, once you've, you've spent a good half hour to an hour working with this, maybe even using photographs of the person and just kind of ingraining, feeling like that person as much as you can, thinking about the details, watches, sneakers, shoes, whatever you think that that person reflects on. And anything recent that has happened in their life makes it more recent in the moment of connecting in the eyes of this giant kind of Wi-Fi connection I call the psychic webbing. So it, it, it fits better. It parallels like they're, they're very similar and it has a hard time separating the two of which one is the right one. Okay. You then can like either lay down or sit in an armchair and bring yourself into a sleeping state or a very deep relaxing state. Some people basically uh, will will say that it's a kind of an in between stage, you know, where you're kind of asleep and you're kind of not. Now, herein lies a trick. Try to have that person's picture in you. You try to have your intention, what we call your game plan, your flight plan. You want to merge with this person, but the real question is this. What do you want out of it? Do you want to influence this person? Do you want to gain information about this person? Do you want to have some kind of effect in their life? What is your real drive behind all this? What are your real intentions? And hopefully they're good. But you want to, to bring that into the effect. Now, as you begin to drift off, you want to think about your hand. Hands are about touching. They're about feeling. It's about organic. It's one of the most integrated with our reality. And when you go into a dream state, 
um, often you have experiences, but few are the dreams where you're actually physically touching stuff and feeling it. It's one of the most vivid dreams levels that you'll have. So you want to kind of go into your, your dream where you're kind of looking at your hands, imagining that, that ring on that person or that watch and what it feels like, and just let yourself start drifting off and let your mind drift. Now, you may not fully fall asleep. You may start to get images, which is technically speaking, your, your, the bleeps and flashes you get are going to more or less be when that, that field between your identity and their identity kind of merges for a second. You're almost like drawing images or feelings, and that's an important one. Not only do you get images, but you'll get feelings, sometimes tastes, smells. So don't dismiss anything because they may be very strong confirmers the next day. Uh, for instance, you might say, uh, did you eat chocolate chip cookies yesterday? And they'll look at you like, oh my God, how did you know that? Do you see what I'm saying? You need that to increase your confidence level in what you're doing. Because there's always that filter in the back of your head. Am I really doing this right? Is this really going to happen? Is it BS? So the more confidence you have, the better your success ratio of hits are going to be. Now, on the other side, the flip side of that, if you do all these practices and you go to bed with an intention and you go to sleep, 10 to 1, you may have that person in your dream and share information, or you might be able to say to them the next day, say, I had the oddest dream. You know, I was having this dream and I was sitting by the beach and it was all these birds, and these birds, there was just so many birds, you know, and that person might look at you and go, oh my God, I, I had the same dream, you know, or a dream very similar. It doesn't have to be that she had a beach and you had a beach. She might say the only difference is I was at a pool, but there was all these birds and her, and, and your birds were seagulls and her birds were uh, maybe these little ones that all fly together. The point is, the detail and the connectedness can get better. Don't be so quick to dismiss that there's, there's a level of similarity. You could have said, hey, I had a dream about a poor pickup truck and two dogs jumping out the back. And she says, well, I had a swimming pool and birds flying around. But if there's similarities, you got to continue working on it. Nothing is, is simple. If these things were simple, everybody would be able to do them. It takes a deal of effort, but even a little effort in the right way can yield great results. Uh, in regards to, in a spiritual aspect, about what I think that you would want to, to enter someone's dream world, you want to bring that person a sense of completion, a sense of feeling loved, a sense of feeling whole. I think that there are, are people in the world that we, as spiritual people, feel sympathetic towards. And there's no easy way to approach them or how to express that. And some of us are just simply awkward in, in our day-to-day -day physical expression. So by entering someone's dream in much the same way, looking at a picture, thinking about them, you got to dial your mind into the moment of that person. And in other words, that person must be completely immersed into your consciousness. And then you allow your heart to expand with the feelings of love, happiness, joy, uh, the idea of exploration and wonder and purpose, that these are emotions that you have to, in a sense, artificially create in yourself or to feel within yourself as if you were that person. So the idea is that this grid, this, this Wi-Fi matrix, it influences our lives all the time. It has a way of kind of bringing our lives in one direction or the other. And oftentimes we're like leaves in the wind. Uh, a person more involved tends to control that direction where the leaves moves it. It, it harnesses the direction. It moves it in certain ways. Not 100%, but they have a little bit more control. And the more practice, the greater amount of control they have. Less traffic, 
less practice, more, more flowing. So when you bring this invocation of that person inside of you and you become that person and the, the matrix, if you will, this, this void feels for a minute that that's who you are. You are imbuing on this grid. You are, are presenting a, a positive, happy, uh, reinforced psychological person, successful, whatever it is. And you're saying, this is what I am in the, the guise of who, who you really are, but you're presenting that person and you're merging with them. And what happens is, is the, the matrix, this, this Wi-Fi system somehow imprints that, that impression that you're creating on that person, even though they're really sad, it's, it's almost like it overlays them like, like camouflage and it fools nature. It fools nature to treat that person in a way where more positive things start to happen in their life or happiness starts to happen in their life or things start to work out or opportunities or business or whatever. And then that person becomes that, that, that aspect. It's no longer you needing to do it. Their psychology, their state of mind now starts to move in a progressive way. The difference is, is you stepped in and you altered their, their path that they were going. When it was negative, you, you helped assist it to move in a positive way. If they were very depressed, you could have helped them by, by imbuing on them more or less through this process a happier position in their thinking, which broke them free of this very bad doldrum that they were in. And then their life takes a better direction. It starts lining stuff up in the Wi-Fi that accommodates why they should feel that way. The matrix says, oh, good things are happening to this person. So these are the good things we need to maneuver into this person's life path because this person needs to evoke this kind of feeling or, or reality. I hope that makes sense. So the question uh, that I'm being asked now is about giving some secrets, some ins to entering into the dream world. The, the, I wish everything was as simple as I, I've seen in New Age books and, and these foo-foo spiritual concepts and stuff. I mean, if anything was that easy, it's, I want you to understand that this stuff is work. It's like Kung Fu. It's, it's practice makes perfect, but you've got to put your time in if you want the real results. And this is why I think most spiritual circles and groups and New Age stuff, I really don't think that they get the results that they hope for. I get a lot of people that have followed these paths for 10, 20 years and are like, I, I'm just not satisfied. And they're thrilled and, and blown away by the results they get because it's there's a reality check. So if you're expecting to just he hear something I'm saying and miraculous things happen, well, this is not the class for it. There's class for that's that that is easier to present. But this, in the end, is a little bit more difficult, but it's completely possible. To enter a dream state, you have to understand that your dream state is your subconscious. And there are different things going on at different points while you're in your dream. There's some points where I feel it's like the machine and the machine is, is, is organizing itself. Computers, if you have a program, they'll run in the background at night if you set it to. And it basically runs its antivirus programs. It runs... Uh, your defrag program so that it's all kind of, you know, organized and, and done really well. And by the time you get to it in the morning, you're like, oh, everything is, you don't even realize it happened. That's often what's happening in your brain. Your brain is more or less processing information that you were exposed to. And while you were exposed to it, it's, it's trying to classify it or understand it. Uh, as quickly as I can, 
if if we were cavemen and we were in a tribe walking, the lightning hits a tree, there's a fire, if we've never seen it before, we all panic. All the cavemen panic. But the shaman's job, he's pushed kind of in the front because there's the warriors, the gatherers, the women, the, the, the children. Everybody has a role. His job is to be the person who figures it all out. And he looks at that and he's, he's like, you know, oh, this is the gods and blah, 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 and this is that. And then that's comforting. It's comforting whether it's real information or, or, or wrong information. At the end of the day, it, it gives you a way to, to approach that. But that's really not really the point I'm after. I'm after for the next week or two, even though these people never see fire or lightning for those weeks, they have a lot of dreams about them. They dream about fire. They dream about lightning. And the interesting thing about the dream is if they've never seen fire, in their mind, they see it destroying wood, timber, dry leaves. They see aspects of it burning their hand, even though they were hundreds of feet from it. They don't even know it's hot. There's a collective of information in, in the, the globe of the planet, in the universe for that matter. It's the Akashic Records, if you will, the Gaia mind, the, the all-knowing consciousness of, of, of the universe. Much to say, like, if your cells were intelligent enough, they share your mind. All your memories, your thoughts, the memory of taste, flavor, sights, color, sounds, beauty, emotions. It's all like this static energy in your mind. And if they could access that, they too could get that experience, even though they hadn't lived it. So... In the dream for self-preservation, for evolution, there's information that gets intertwined often in dreams that there's just no way to have known that. In fact, many a great geniuses um, have created everything from, I believe it was Edison with the light bulb to whatever. They, they have these epiphanies in their dreams. They wake up and they go, oh my God, I, I understand how it works now. Or I just had this genius thought. And then ironically, other people in the other world very systematically start to have similar ideas, as if there's a shared Wi-Fi, and there is. So when they start seeing fire, it one makes them more able to approach fire because it's by exposure you get used to something. So in your brain, you gotta survive, you gotta eat. So the brain has to have a way to make you comfortable with the idea instead of fearful, starving, and retracted from, from getting out to resources. So it's a therapist. In modern day age, it's still doing the same thing. You're, you're, you see a spider on TV later that night, even though you forgot about it, you're having a dream about spider. Because ancestrally, we know they're not good. Same goes for snakes. Yada, 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 yada. It's centipedes, blah, 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 blah. But behind all of that is, the, is this interconnectedness. And so once in a while, people have dreams where they're connected to other people, or you have visions of the future, or you get information that is above and beyond the, the preservation dream. So that's what you're really after. When you begin to master and practice and do these practices I teach, you, you learn to sidestep the dream and you learn to consciously enter what I call the, the side view, the, the back doors. And you are able to enter into the realm of this, this bigger data field of information. And you're doing it kind of consciously but semi-unconscious. This takes skill to be able to almost like Hold your breath without your mind wandering in a sleep state, but you can snap out of it. So the real question is, is Eric, how do you how do you find these sidesteps? How does that happen? Well, there are things in life as much as in dreams that are cues. I I think of dreams like being computer programs as much as I see reality as a computer program. In fact, I see dreams being a computer program within a computer program within a computer program. 
And I, I love the fact in this day and age that the majority of people, at least in, in the modern countries, are, are familiar now with this because I can talk in a way that they can go, oh, I get it, instead of uh, 12 hours of explaining something so they get it. So in a sense, reality is an illusion. Your dream is, a is an illusion. If you look at your body and you look at reality and you kind of keep thinking to yourself, reality's illusion, life's an illusion, everything's an illusion, don't mean you have to really believe it. It's the principle of it. When you go into your dream, there are certain things that are reminiscent to life. Uh, to me, uh, old bookcases with lots and lots of books, like there's something about it that's like, ooh, it's knowledge, it's, it's, it's something special. Well, you could put 50 computers on there with 5,000 times more knowledge on it, and it doesn't have the same effect. But all of these books, and it has to be, of course, the, the bigger, the grander, the wider the bookcase, it's a universal thing that, that speaks to at least me. Another one is large rooms that are like in an attic and they're filled with tons and tons of stuff that you can get to explore and you pull off the cloth and it's something amazing and you, you feel like you're in this gigantic place. When you have moments, hence, where there is collective information, in other words, books, that means knowledge. What that really means behind the computer code is if you can get to the books and touch the, the, the bookcase, you, you are going to wake up and you're going to, that's a door. That's, you're going to go into the main database behind it. If you were to see a, a stone or, or, or a table, it's not the same. For some reason, when there's, when there's information in an image that represents information, abundant amount of information like bookshelves or a gigantic room filled like a museum, that is an indicator to you that you are at the closest moment to sneaking through a back door to going into the Gaia mind or the Akashic records or the global consciousness. It's data. It's like the, it, it has to represent that data. It has to put it forth in the weakest level of code because it has to represent still an abundance of information. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but if I were to say, uh, here's a lamp, the lamp, doesn't have to have that in the fine coding, anything that says it's connected as a resource of information. When I look at the books, my idea is I pull out a book, it's got to have now more content in it. And in the program, it thinks it has to give that to you. So it's filled all of that with real content. But as a whole, the, the trick to it is, is that it is a giant key. It's a doorway. Like you can walk right through it. If you were to run and hit it, you'd go through and that other side would just be information it's exposing itself so whenever you see things that represent knowledge meaning like a, a globe i have a globe of planet stuff the the wood one you know not any globe can do it, it has a certain feel bookcases anything that represents knowledge even glasses is a tough one it's harder than that but you can do it if you can find glasses laying out and pick them up and in your dream convince yourself to put them on in the idea that it's knowledge or that you see a higher truth you will find that you awaken and there's more pristine levels of information at your fingertips. But the key is to having the consciousness to do it. And how do you get that? You just got it. By me presenting the idea of the books, the globe, the room, the glasses. The next time you have a dream, I promise you, in your dream, you're going to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's the bookcase, the bookcase. I got to touch the bookcase and you'll, you'll get it. It's something that, that surfaces in your brain and we'll, hopefully you'll, you'll be very pleased with what you find.
With this episode, we are offering a free download of the class, Dream Realities and the Nature of Time. Visit rebelgururadio.com forward slash episode 25 to download your copy. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. More than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions. More than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 